and you, wa- and, and you want to greet them, out of respect, you stand up. Jesus will always show you respect and value before he speaks to you. Amen? Can you see? This is the gospel. This woman, she came condemned, but she left delivered. Amen? And it's so important we understand that the gospel is always to lift you up. It's never to pull you down. Amen? For those who are married, God does not need to tell you what is wrong with you. He gave you a wife. Amen? (laughs) So I'm here to tell you how wonderful you are, and your wife can tell you that you are not. (laughs) Amen? Now, that's a joke, okay? Hallelujah. Thank you for having me. Um, I always feel privileged to share the Word of God. And uh, I'm always amazed to see how good God is. That no one who seeks Him will be denied. Amen. And for me as a preacher, the, the greatest thing is, I'm just here to give you good news. Amen. The Gospel is the good news. Amen. The Gospel is the good news. The Gospel is about Jesus Christ. And it's Him we have to lift up. It's not about... You know, when you, I have asked Christians about how do you define a Christian? And when they will say something like, I don't steal, I don't do this, and I don't do that, and I don't do that, and I say to them, no, that's not a Christian. That's just good behavior. What makes you a Christian? That I have met Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. And that He have, he have taken my sin away and he has given me a new nature, and now I'm a new creation in him. Amen. Amen. Not by my deeds, but by his deed. Amen. And this is what the Apostle Paul means when he says, I preach Christ crucified. It is not about making you feeling small. It's about reminding you of someone paid the price for your sin. Amen. So don't try to make up for it. By, by doing penance. No. Trust. He paid it. He paid the price. You know, before you met Jesus, you most likely did good deeds before you met Jesus. Did that make you a Christian? No. What made you a Christian? You met him. So when after you come into the kingdom of God, why do you then think that if you have made a mistake, now you are not a Christian? No. Because once you are by birth been born again, that's it. You cannot undo it. Once you got born, and if your parents are Filipino, it does not matter what you do from that moment on, you are Filipino. That's it. You are stuck. You might even say, I don't like rice. Doesn't matter. You are stuck with your, with your birth. And the same, the moment you have met Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, that's it. You are a new creation. Amen. Amen. No one can take it away from you. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Amen. The devil wants to tell you that it's based on deeds. I'm here to tell you it's based on one deed. The deed of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. If you turn to your Bible in John chapter 17, there's something that uh, 
really fascinates me uh, because of um, this is uh, the, the prayer that Jesus is praying. Hallelujah. Uh, if, if you found John chapter 17, is it possible to put it up here? Uh, if you put it up from John 17, what, verse 1 to verse 7 or something. But anyway, we'll just start when you let me know. It says, These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him, and this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom who has sent. I have glorified you on the earth, I have noticed verse 4 here. I have finished the work of which you gave me to do. Amen. Notice Jesus saying, I have finished your work, the work that you have given me to do. I have always thought, always said to people, when people ask me, why did Jesus come? I would say, he came to die for my sin. But notice here, Jesus has not been crucified yet. And yet he says in his prayer to his heavenly father, I have finished the work that you have asked me to do. I have always, uh, when I start thinking about, now, don't misunderstand me, this is, I say it in a way because of lack of better words, okay? But, Jesus, if the only purpose of Jesus was to die for my sin, he could have done that as a baby. Because he was sinless as a baby. There was no sin. So he could have died for me as a baby because he was innocent. Amen? So there was, so there was something else that God has asked Jesus to do while he was here on earth. It was not just to die, and I, I use the word just, in, 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 I, I'm not trying to be irreverent, it's just because of, uh, to explain a point, but when we carry on, he says, I have manifested your name, no sorry, I have finished the work which you gave me to do, and now, O oh Father, glorify you me with your own self, with the glory which I have with you, before the world was. And then verse 6, that's where you see what he had done, what the job is. I have manifested your name unto the men. Notice here, he says, I have manifested your name. Singular. Do you know, have you ever heard sermons about the names of God? Uh, El Shaddai, Jehovah Rapha, these are not the names of God. These are the functions that God do. Amen? No, like if you are a nurse, that's not your name. They might call you nurse at your job, but it's not your name. Just like me, we might call him El Shaddai, but it's not his name. But, 
But because in the Old Testament you could not be born again. So you could only know God by what he did. Jesus made it possible that you and I in the New Covenant we could get to know him as he is. Did you, did you catch that? In the Old Testament they could only know him as, through what he did. In the New Testament we know him as who he is. Amen. What is the name of, do you want to know what the real name of God is? Did you know God's got a name? His name is Father. Amen. His name is This was the three, the three and a half years that Jesus was in public ministry. That's what he spent all the time doing to reveal to the Jewish people who only knew God through his deeds, knew God through what he could do. He wanted to reveal to them who he is. He said that he wants to show them that he is not God, he is your father. Can you remember? The Pharisees, they did not get upset about Jesus healing people. They did not get upset, uh, they did not get upset with Jesus about doing the miracles. But they got upset when, they, when Jesus said, he is my father. Can you remember when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray? Can you remember the Lord's Prayer? What did he say? He said, pray like this. He said, our Father. Amen. He didn't say, our God. Our Father. So, what, so, the, so the job that Jesus has been given by Father God before he was crucified was to reveal to mankind that God was not just God, but he wanted to be your Father, and in the way that, like, and actually that revelation here, I'm sharing with you here. I got that in in Jesus is alive in Toronto in 2006, and you can actually find it on YouTube while I'm preaching. In Pastor, Pastor Elke was still around at the time, where God just spoke to me this sentence. He said, "My Father is God. It's not God who is my Father." Do you understand the difference? My father is God. It's not God who is my father. Like my, my children, and I, I really can't call them children anymore because they are too old to be called children, but they don't know their mom as doctor. They don't say the doctor is my mom. They say my mom is a doctor. Do you understand the difference? And that's what Jesus wanted to show each one of us, that our Father is God. It's not that God is our Father, but our Father is God. Now, why was, why, why, why did he say, why was it so important for God to show us that he is our Father? Because the Father relationship is the most powerful relationship that you can ever have. The parent relationship is the most powerful relationship that you could ever have. It's more powerful than a covenant. Because you know, a covenant can be broken. You know, people get married, that's a covenant. But we also know reality, some people get divorced. Okay? But the father-son relationship of a parent-child relationship is the most powerful relationship. Because when I was five years old, and you pointed to my father, I would say, this is my father. 
When I turn 20 years old, I will point to him and say, this is my father. When I become 50 years old, I will point to him, he is my father. Have you noticed, it's still the father, never mind where I am in life. When my father passed away, he's still my father. Do you know what it is? No life or no death can separate, can destroy that relationship. So when God said, I am your father, now you can rest assured in that he can never leave you nor forsake you. That relationship can never be broken. Amen. That's how powerful that relationship is. And then now you can understand, nothing will separate you from the love of God. Now you can understand, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah, we could even agree about it. God could say, I don't want to be your father. And, you to, and you say, I say, I don't want you to be my, 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 fa- my, my father. I don't want you to be my son. It doesn't, really, it doesn't matter. Because once the relationship, the, the parent-child is established, no matter how many papers you sign, it can never change. It's still your father. Amen. And I believe that this was what Jesus wanted to reveal to mankind that God is, your Father is God and He will never leave you nor forsake you and He will be there always. He is not a God who needs to be pleased. He is not a Father who needs to be pleased. We don't worship to please Him. We worship because we love Him. Amen. We don't, we don't worship Him to try to get Him to do things for us. We worship Him because He has already done everything for us. Amen. We don't worship to get. We worship because we have already got. Amen. We have got all things in Christ now. Amen. Did you know healing is not a promise? God, the Bible does not promise to heal you. The Bible says you are already healed. You know, if I promise you something, that means I haven't done it for you yet. Isn't that true? If I promise you I will do that for you, that means I haven't done it yet. That's why I say healing is not a promise. 1 Peter 2.24, it says, By his stripes you have been healed. Amen. And my, as I said, I'm not a British, I'm not a scholar in English language, but I do know that have been is past tense, something that has already happened. So if it has already, so if I'm already healed, I'm not going to be. Amen. I'm not going. If I already am, I'm not going to be. Now, if I asked you, what, when did you get saved? You most likely to say, I got saved on that day, that year, at that time. Okay? That's, that's what we usually will say. That's what I will say to myself. But the real, but reality is, you and I, all of us, we all got saved the same day. What day was that? The day when Jesus hung on the cross and he shouted and said, It is finished. Amen? That was the day my sin was paid for. Now salvation was available for anyone who will believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is their Savior and Lord. The difference is, 
I didn't see it at the same time as you saw it. But it was still available. It was available all along. And that's the same with healing. Healing, when, when, if, you can, if, you can, if you can believe for you are saved, if you believe you are saved, I'm here to tell you, you're also healed. In the Greek language, saved and healed is the same word. Amen? You know, that's why that if you read one translation of the Bible, it will, it will say, Jesus saved him. Another translation will say, Jesus healed him. It's the same word. So, if you are saved, you can also take your healing. Amen. And how do I take my healing? The same way as you took your salvation. I don't know if you remember when you started out walking with Jesus. I remember when I started my walk with Jesus, that when I had done something good, I thought, now I'm on my way to heaven. Oh, hallelujah, this is wonderful. I'm really righteous. When I made a mistake, now I thought I was on my way to hell. So my, my Christian life was up and down, up and down, up and down. And what did someone, a more mature Christian said to me? He said, don't trust your emotions. Trust the word of God. Amen. Oh, I don't feel safe. I said, yeah, but don't go by your feelings. Trust the word of God. Okay, and I learned to do that, and now after so many years, now I, I'm I, I'm not in that place anymore where the devil can say to me, "Your salvation is at risk." And the same thing is with your healing. That every time the devil tells you you won't get it, you can just give him First Peter 2:24 and say, "By his stripes I have been healed." The devil cannot block something that you have already got. Amen. Oh, the, I'm, I'm, the, the devil is resisting me for my healing. How can he resist it? You already got it. Amen. He cannot stop the. You know, you cannot stop me from eating the meal I had yesterday. It's too late. I had it already. Amen. But that's why. That's why I'm here to tell you these things as a preacher. This is the job of the preacher to bring you that what we call revelation. So now you can see. Wow. I'm not going to be healed. I am. Amen. I'm not going to be. I am. You know, many of times we talk about faith is something that is in the future. No. Faith is now. Amen. You're not going to be healed. You are healed. You're not going to be saved. You are saved. You're not going to be redeemed. You are redeemed. You're not going to be restored. You are restored. So, take it. Amen. But, you know, if you read through the book of Acts, the only thing that the early church are praying for, they don't pray, God give us more money. They don't pray, God give us more anointing. They don't pray, God give us more of this, that, and the other. You can fill that in yourself. They pray for one thing. God give us more boldness. So that we may be bold in our proclamation. So that we may be bold standing on the word of God despite of what we see with our eyes. Despite of what we feel in our body. Despite of what we hear with our ears. That we may be bold. That by his stripes I have been healed. When the world tells you, you don't look any different. You, you, you are bold and say, no, I am a new creation. Because I believe Jesus died for my sin and was resurrected for my righteousness sake. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And, but the foundation is we have to see him as our 
Father. Not as a God, but as our Father. Your Father. God is not your Father. Your Father is God when you get born again. You literally become a new creation. From the inside, you are a new creation. There will, there will be an amazing transformation when you start embracing that truth that you will be amazed to see what the Holy Spirit will do to you. Amen. But don't believe what, what you see with your five, uh, what you feel, see and hear with your physical senses. Believe the word of God. Do you know, that is, what, that, is, that is what it means to be humble in the body of Christ, to be a Christian. Humility is not that you cannot receive a compliment. Have you, you know, I was once in a church and they had a, there was a young girl, she was singing a song and it was really beautiful. I have to say it was really amazing. So I said to her after the meeting, I said, wow, that was amazing. And do you know what she said to me? It wasn't me, it was God. So I said to her, it wasn't that good. It was good, but it wasn't that good. I was trying to teach her a lesson. But it's okay to receive a compliment. Amen? Receiving a compliment is not arrogance, it's not pride. Humility is not that, that, you cannot have, uh, that you cannot receive compliments. Humility is, I'm saying what God says. I'm saying what God says about me. Who am I to say I'm a nobody if God says I'm a somebody? Amen? That's humility. Humility is that when your circumstances are, are opposing you, and you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. That's humility. Humility is to say, when you feel condemned, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's humility. Amen. Humility is not to degrade yourself. Humility is, to, I say what God says about me. Amen. Despite of what I think about myself, despite of what other people think about me, despite of what my circumstances, my history, my experience, whatever my, uh, I might experience, humility is, I say what the Word of God says. We have in, in Bradford, in England, there is an old famous uh, preacher. He's not alive anymore. He said it like this about the Word of God. He said, if God says it, I believe it, that settles it. Amen? And he, he literally lived by that. There's a funny story. It's a man called Smith Wigglesworth. And uh, he, uh, he was invited to a pastor's house for a meal. And the pastor's wife, she was, she was so in awe because she had that man of God eating her food. So what did this woman say? She kept saying to this, uh, to this man, Smith Bigglesworth, Oh, Mr. Bigglesworth, this food is not good enough for you. This food is not good enough. I wish I could have done better. And so on, you know, she was, she was always saying that, uh, putting her own cooking down. And then this Mr. Bigglesworth, he said to this woman, he said, now, I'm, now, forgive me, I'm just quoting, okay? So, so he said to this woman, Shut up, woman, I prayed for it. What he said was, when we have said grace, that means the food is blessed. Amen. I say it this way, once you have said grace for the food, you have lost the right to complain about it. Amen. Because if you complain about food you have prayed for, that means your prayer is not very powerful. Amen. I have been some places where the food they served me, I can tell you, I prayed 
hard and long before I ate it. It was like I can take poison in Jesus' name <laughs> and it shall not harm me. <laughs> Hallelujah. But back to this thing, Jesus said, I have manifest your name. That's what are we what are we called? What are we called in the body of Christ? We are called the children of God. Amen. We are not called, you know, in the Old Testament, they served God. Okay? That was the relationship they could have with Him. They were servants. We are not servants. We are children. Amen. You are a child. You know, how do we, how do we receive in the kingdom of God? We, we receive through inheritance. Amen. That's, you know, no matter how much you like me, I cannot inherit you, so to speak, because I'm not your biological child, okay? When I become born again, I become a natural, the Bible says I'm a joint heir with Christ. Do you know what that means? That means that you can literally, every time you're in doubt about anything, you can just ask yourself this one question, would God do it for Jesus? And if the answer is yes, then he will also do it for you. Because I'm a joint heir. Amen. That's why the Bible is so funny. In the eyes of Father God, we are all sons. In the eyes of Jesus, we are all women. Because the church, we are his bride. So, but there is another thing, men. We need to get more men saved. Amen. Because if we do not get more men saved, when we get to heaven, everything will be pink. So we need to get some men saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But back to this thing. He said, I have manifested your name. I have manifested your name. I have manifested your name, which you, which you gave me out of the world. You, thine they were, and you gave them, and they have kept your word. If you can catch that one truth, that he is my father. If you can catch that one truth, you don't need to live in fear any longer. You don't need to live in lack any longer. Because what, what is God saying by saying, I am your father. He, he did not say, I want to be your business partner. He did not say, I want to be your boss. He said, I want to be your father. He, what he's saying is, I want to be responsible for you. Amen. I want to be... And that's why in Matthew 6, it talks about, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things shall be, what? Added. Added. You know, all the blessings that people are praying for, you don't need to pray for prosperity. You don't need to pray for healing. All you need to do, just pursue Him. And then what does what it say? And it shall be added. No effort. Added. All I need to do, pursue my relationship with Him. Amen. I, I will show you something. Can I borrow a, a married couple here? No one married here. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll show you something. 
If you turn to Proverbs chapter 3.16. So come up here, married couple here. Proverbs 3.16. So, so the, what's your name? Connie. Connie. Connie, you are wisdom now. Yeah, uh, uh, she said, I know that. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, God, if you can stand here. Okay, so in Proverbs 3.16, it says, uh, say, length of days is in her right hand. So li- lift your right hand. Length of days is in her right hand. Okay. And in her left hand, riches and honor. So lift it. Okay. If you carry on, before that, it talks about embracing the Holy Spirit. So now you are a believer, and we say, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Basically, you are embracing God. Okay, so give your wife a hug. (laughs) No, 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 you you should also hug him back. Okay, now, no, 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 let's do that. Now, notice here, where is the left hand? Left hand, length of days, long life, health. Right hand, riches and honor. When he embraces the Holy Spirit, see where the hands are, they embrace him. Amen. He didn't seek the hands. The moment he saw, embraced the Spirit, the Spirit embraced him. Amen. Thank you. So, but we don't seek prosperity, we don't seek, we just embrace him. Amen. Amen. Okay, give them a hand. Did you, did you get this thing? That we do not need to do, just embrace him. Can you remember when the Israelites were in front of the Red Sea, the, the Egyptian army was ch- chasing them, they were in the desert, the Red Sea was in front of them, and the Egyptian army, the greatest army in the world, was coming to kill them, and there was no way out. What did God do? He opened the Red Sea. Now, when you read your Bible, when you see anything with water in the Old Testament, it's it's very often a metaphor for the Word. So every time you see water, it's a metaphor for the Word. So so what is when the Word opened up? That's revelation of the Word. And when there was no way, God made a way how? Through the word that was revealed. So how do I apply that in my day-to-day life? When I have a situation in my life that I don't know the answer for, I go to the Bible and I start reading. Most of the time I start reading in the book of Psalms and suddenly, suddenly, the Holy Spirit opens something up and that becomes the way out. Amen. When you are stuck, go to the word and the word will be opened up. Amen. And the word. Hallelujah. And uh, I could preach much longer, but the Holy Spirit also asked me, I need to minister to, to some people here, okay? And uh, <clears throat> first of all, uh, is there anyone who has pain? Anyone who has pain? You got pain? No one in. Uh, no one is. Uh, pastor, no one is sick in your church. You have. Is it anointed pastor? We all healed. Anyone in pain right now? 
Anyone feeling, anyone who have pain in their body right now? Oh, okay. Where is you? Where, where is, does it hurt? Come, come. Your, your, your left shoulder. Your left shoulder. Yeah, my left shoulder. Yeah, I, okay. Can you feel it now? Can you feel the pain now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, is that all the men who are... Could I see your wives? I, <laughs> I, I think wife beating gets a new meaning here. <laughs> I'm telling you, that we'll take you one at a time. And it, I'm tell, so, like so you, but you can feel it now. But you know, that's the easiest thing to get rid of. Just, just relax, there's nothing we can do. Amen? Just relax completely. But I did notice your, your wife was squeezing you very hard. <laughs> okay? I think, uh, you know, so, so you can feel a strain. Okay? I think it's gone now. Just try and just do what you couldn't do before. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. It's gone. They still? Is it getting better? What, what did you say? I say praise the Lord. Are you healed? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at his face. Yeah. Is it healed? It's gone? Yeah. Yeah, they have some Okay, in Jesus go. So now it's gone. Amen. Wow. Oh. Give praise to God. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But yeah. you can see how simple it is. Why? Because Jesus has already done it. What did he do? He realized what was already his. And now you can just take it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, where? In the right hand. <laughs> Uh, you got pain here. No you know that uh, if you don't get healed, I will just kick you. <laughs> because then you will forget about the pain in the shoulder. Amen. Amen. But you know it's very easy to get rid of. Okay, it's very simple. I just, okay, lift your arm. I think it's gone now. Yes, I feel. No, no, don't believe. It's. No. Better. No, it, it, it's not good enough to be better. No, sometimes I feel sore and I feel... No, but, but right now, how do you feel now? I feel a little bit sore. Oh, a little bit, okay. Just relax. Don't fall asleep, relax. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got it now. Lift your arm. No, in Jesus' name, I release now. Come on, don't be scared. You couldn't do that before. Oh, how does it speak? So, so when let's say from. Um, when you came, let's say that was 10, 
So how how do you feel it is now? Yeah, I feel a little uh, better than before. I feel better than before. Yeah, but from so if if ten was when you came forward, would you say what is the number now? Five or four or six? Uh, I think four. Four. Before, yeah. Hallelujah. That's a good improvement. But uh, we don't stop here, do we? You know, we don't get a half salvation. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I thank you that it shall be complete now. In Jesus' name, every strain, every pain shall go in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. Else, you know, we have to kick you. Someone wants to kick. It's getting better. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's much better. Yeah. Better. Could you do that before? Before I did not uh, lift very, yeah. very high, but now yeah. I lift. You can lift it higher now. So you can lift it higher now. So this is good news. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. Where is your? Up in uh, legs. Your legs. Two days ago. Yeah. Two days. So you you pain, feel there's yeah. pain now? Yeah. Okay. And in the back. Oh, in the back. Yeah. You you're not been to a uh, to a nightclub, have you? <laughs> He's been dancing too much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and realized I'm not 14 anymore. <laughs> but you know, but that's easy. Okay. But you can feel it now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. That's easy. In Jesus' name, go. I think that uh, yes. just move it now. Don't be scared. It's gone. So and try move it now. <laughs> it's karate kid. Well, the next thing will be like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. See, it's just, see, this is how simple it is. So simple. Amen. amen, amen. Uh, and your name? Uh, Reynald. Reynald. It's wonderful, isn't it? Good. So, but no nightclub tonight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Thank you. Give God the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. What's wrong with you? Uh, my shoulder. Your shoulder? Is your wife here? Have yeah. you got a wife? Yeah. Yes. We need to ask her to repent. Don't hit him. <laughs> she probably come up and say, oh, I have problems with my fist. <laughs> here. Yeah. Uh, so you can't lift your arm? Or? I, I, I can lift it, yeah. but it's sore. It's uh, okay. Sore. So, in Jesus' name, thank you. It's done. Okay, lift now. There's no strain now. Don't be scared. Yeah. I will. <laughs> no, the uh, strain is gone. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Amen. It's gone. Uh, <laughs> so, can you come up and hit him on the white one? Then? <laughs> Amen. So it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm not, not, Don't, don't. If it's not gone, it's not gone. Because if it's not gone, he will take you outside and shoot you. <laughs> 
restraint is gone. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I, your name? I already proclaim it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Your name? Christian. Christian. Okay, Christian. You know that means anointed. Pardon? That means anointed. <laughs> Do you know? Amen. Amen. It means anointed. It's the European version of Christ. I am nothing without Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. This one is too painful. Yeah. Right now? Yeah. It's painful right now? Yes. Okay. In Jesus' name, go. Okay, move your arm, it's gone. Jesus' name. Amen. Are you, uh, have you got a husband? Okay, can we get your husband up so you can punch him? <laughs> now you can punch him again. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's gone now. Jesus, thank you. No, it's gone. Come on, it's gone. Thank you, Lord. So look at you. Jesus' name. Okay. Uh, so the, what you're going to feel now, you feel my hand is getting warm, but it's not. This is just to help you. It's not the heat or the warmth you feel that is healing you. It's just to help you. Okay? Can you feel it? Yes. Uh, you can feel it. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, the Holy Spirit is, up, is really upon me. Okay. Hallelujah. What's Gone now. Thank you, Jesus. We I ask your blessing upon my sister here. Thank you that thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that I can release the anointing upon her life. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. So, so Pastor, when her husband come next week in a wheelchair, you know he's. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay, you, God Pastor. bless you. Thank bless you. you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know that healing is the simplest thing in the Bible, and and it's something that all of us should do. But I know that many people they say, but what if it does not happen? That keeps many people away. But you know. That's, the Holy Spirit showed me that if I am not supposed to take the glory when we get healed, why should I take the blame if we don't get healed? I, I'm just a delivery boy. Amen. And do you know that's, that, that, that made me free? And do you know when you're free of that expectation, then faith can flow? Amen. And uh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Uh, that sister who was standing there, 
worship you where the, yeah you in the blue yeah uh, i just want to say to you that um, psalm 84 and uh, where it says those who go through the valley of baca which is the valley of tears god will turn the valley of baca around so for every tear there will be a hundred blessings for every tear there will be a hundred blessings okay and a new season will start a new season will start for every tear you're going to enter into a season of great joy of great joy you it's going to be a joyful season you're entering into that you will enter a season where you just cannot stop smiling and you cannot stop laughing because the blessing the tears are being turned into blessings now the bible talks about those who sow with tears they shall weep with joy and that's the season you're going to enter into hallelujah thank you lord thank you jesus hallelujah thank you lord lord i thank you for each and every one in this place let your blessing rest upon them i thank you that none of us here shall be in lack of wisdom shall be in lack of anointing shall be in lack of any good thing that you have stored up for us i thank you lord i ask that each and every one in this place you will grant them boldness and courage that they may experience that they may embrace the goodness of the kingdom i thank you lord i thank you that your blood protect each and every one here and everyone and everything that has been entrusted into our responsibility your blood protects us in jesus name amen amen thank you jesus